0: Well, we're up to the treasure and the pearl in the parables of Jesus. We'd finished the mustard seed leaven last week, and we'll be looking at these two, the parable of the treasure and the parable of the pearl. We'll be looking at them this this, uh, week, and then uh, next time we get on the parables, we will be on the other two that he finishes this round of parables off with. But this is a particularly fun one and also uh, a lot of different interpretations are out there. So we'll go through it and see what we can come up with here. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So again, it's the kingdom of heaven. Speaking of the kingdom of heaven down here on earth is like treasure hidden in a field. So this man apparently either purposefully or by accident found this treasure in the field and instead of unlawfully or unrightfully taking the treasure, he put the treasure back where it was and then went to find the owner of the field and purchased the field. And by purchasing the field, he thereby got the treasure. (laughs) And we understand from this that he was not interested in the field. He's only interested in the treasure, but this this treasure has a has him of great interest. Now, some people take a look at this and us as well as the parable of the pearl, and they look at and one of the interpretations that is thrown out is that this is the parable of us seeking after God. Except that would break the the uh, the, the trend of all the other parables that he has given so far. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which what. A man. Now, when we've had the man show up before, the man was the one who sowed the good seed. We had the man who uh, 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 sowed this the seed into the, the field. And, and generally, the man's just not anybody. <laughs> He's somebody special. He's the man. So it really doesn't seem to, to hold that Jesus is, is suddenly talking about how the, the kingdom of heaven is and how Jesus relates to the kingdom that all of a sudden he would switch. And then all of a sudden we're seeking after after him. And then of course the other one with the pearl, it really doesn't seem to hold muster. But there are people out there. There there are people out there teach some really strange things about these parables. <laughs> I just know because I review all the different things that are going on just to come on out here with you folks. And and some of them are worth mentioning. And some of them I don't even want to corrupt your mind with knowing that people think such hideous things of the parables of Jesus. But Romans chapter three and verse ten states states and as it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. That wouldn't sound like someone who's going after the treasure. I don't even think that we would recognize the treasure when we saw it. Luke 19 and verse 10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. It's the Son of Man who has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So this is what Jesus taught about Himself. He's coming to seek and to save. So the man certainly seems to be more in line with being Jesus than anything else. Isaiah 64, verse 6, But we are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. How many of you, that sounds like a treasure. But you know, if you've ever raised little boys or been around brothers, it's amazing what can become a treasure. I mean, little boys, the stuff that we find, I mean, it's special. It is precious. And woe to the mother who does not treat those special things as being special. How many moms have found treasures in little boys' room and have tossed them because... They aren't anything good, but you know when that little boy got home from school, he looked for that treasure. Where did that go? And then the the words come out, "Mom, where's my treasure? <laughs> Whatever it might be. <laughs> I threw that out. What do you mean you threw that out? <laughs> oh and the and the problems that come from that. but God is not a little boy. He found something of value in us, Amen. and though certainly we are all as unclean things. He saw something really special. In John 15, verse 16, You did did not choose Me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. You did not choose Me. We didn't find Him. We didn't by accident or on purpose find Him. You did not choose Me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask, the Father in my name, He may give you. So He chose us ahead of time, pointed us that we should go and bear fruit. Well, He wants the fruit. He wants the thing that we're going to bear fruit for, but He saw that we could do it. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for her, that He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the Word, that He might present her to Himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. This is how we're going to be presented, and this is in line with the treasure, and the pearl. But again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Now, the special thing about this treasure is this treasure is made up. It's a you know, much like we would think, it's some kind of a uh, a. A, tr- a chest or some kind of a thing that holds things of treasure. And he finds the treasure and decides this is worthwhile. This has things of value. So the treasure is probably uh, a mixture of uh, precious stones, things that are valuable, things that have uh, a-, a value in that day. And, and, you now Jesus is making a parable up of, of things that he saw. Imagine him as a little boy coming over to the shores And seeing the merchants who have come from long ways in their big ships. And they have in their cargo treasures. All kinds of precious stones and different things that are from all around the world. And he would see this as a little boy or maybe he would see the the ship pulling in and he asked somebody what's on the ship. And they would tell him all the different precious things, all the treasures that would be on there. Maybe he'd see some of the shiny things. Uh, But this is what he's relating to treasure. The man, of course, that's my opinion, is the Lord Jesus. And the field, what is the field? It's the world. The field is the world. This is where the this is what the field has been all all along. The field is the world. So in the world we find a treasure. He purchases the world to get the treasure. The price that Jesus paid is a price for the world. But he only gets out of it, he only wants out of it, the treasure. The rest of the world could have been treasure, but they didn't decide. These folks who want to go out there and teach that Jesus died for all are in impartially right. Jesus did die for all, but only those who accept Jesus, only those who go that way, are the ones who become the treasure. And they're the ones that are of, of value. They're the ones that he sees that this is this was something. This is worthwhile. Let's compare this to the next parable. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 45, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Now this one, we know he, this, this merchant is seeking them. He didn't stumble upon them by accident. He was seeking them again. The other one we don't know was he seeking them or was he coming upon them by accident? But this one we know he was seeking them, and the the word seeking here means he to leave one place to go to another, leaving one place to go to another. That's actually what the word is talking about when it says the merchant went seeking. He left one place to go to another place to find a pearl of great price. A great pearl amongst pearls. So he went seeking the beautiful pearls. And this surely talks about Jesus Christ because we didn't leave any place. We're still (laughs) in the same place we were. But Jesus left the place where he was and came down here on this earth. He went and left one place to come down here on this place to seek this place and to find us. He went seeking beautiful pearls. Now I don't know if you're a pearl connoisseur, or if you know, if you like pearls. But apparently, there's all kinds of grades of pearls. There's all t- types of pearls that you can get. There's pearls of different sizes, and and some folks like pearls, and some po- folks don't like pearls. And that uh, you, you know, I'm not a pearl person. I don't think you know pearls are really made for guys too much. I don't, I don't really know of any guys going out there wearing pearls. This is the guy looking for the pearl, but he's looking for the pearl for a particular reason. There's a reason why they sought after pearls in in Jesus' day and age. And that's the reason we have to tie into. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. So he left one place to go into another place to seek and to find the beautiful pearls. There's a mission. There's a reason for it. Now, I brought down here some of the uh, characteristics of the pearl. And again, this guy went to look for a pearl. He's on a mission to to find them. Again, not so many guys wear pearls. That's not a real big guy thing. So what is it that he wants the pearls for? Well, pearls were in this day adorned by kings. The merchant is looking for a a great pearl, pearl of great price. Now, I I missed this part of it, but I think I already covered this for you. The treasure was found. The pearl was sought after. But the treasure was found. The pearl was sought after. So we're seeing a little bit of differences between the, the two. The treasure more than likely is made up of things like precious stones, stuff like that, and the stuff that, you would, that would be in the earth that you would hide in the earth had to be durable. You can't put stuff in there that could decay. It's in the earth. It's going to be open to, even though it might be in a box or something like that, it still has to be stuff that's going to be durable. The pearls... For the Jewish people are not counted are, are not counted as precious in fact in the Old Testament they are not even mentioned. Pearls are left out of the old testament they're not counted as precious by the by the Jews of the Old Testament. What they are sought after for in this day and age was they were adorned by kings kings wore these, and so they they went out to find great pearls because great kings demanded great pearls and they were worn by kings they would put them in their in their um, crowns they would wear them in different things that they had maybe put them in the robes or whatever but the, the this spoke of the greatness of the king the jews of course at this day didn't have a king they had uh roman people that were appointed for them but they didn't have a king of their own whether they would have put the pearls in for for their king i don't know but don't we have an opportunity for that to, to be seen the uh, pearl is the product of a living organism It is made by a living organism. The treasure that is hidden in the field, they are not made by living organisms. They were formed by the earth. Rubies and gold and uh, precious stones of that nature, they're formed by the earth. In the Old Testament, we have lots of precious stones. We have gold, silver bronze, all those things are talked about, all those things are used, all those things are put into the temple even. They're put into the, the, the uh, robes of the priest, but not pearls. They don't put pearls in there. But if you go up to heaven, in the picture we have in heaven, we have rubies and gold and precious thing, and then pearls are used for the gates. Big old uh, huge, but that is one big pearl. I like to see the oyster that came out of you know. <laughs> that would be something, and the ocean it contained it. Mm. That is something else. But he's got some. He's got a combination of the, of the pearls, and the, uh, and the precious stones. But in the temple, you don't see that. You don't see that in the, in the temple. You just see that in the in the area of heaven. But these are are different from the other. They're the product of living things. They are a result of an injury suffered by it and slowly formed. A pearl is the result of an injury. They got injured. Uh, sometimes it's a parasite that comes into the oyster. Sometimes it's a grain of sand. Sometimes it's a shell uh, of something or or but something that comes in and and either wounds or irritates the oyster. And then the uh, secretions are made and they coat that foreign object. And they coat it and coat it and coat it and coat it. And so that it, it makes it so that the foreign object can't hurt them anymore, but it keeps getting coated. And as long as that living organism is alive, that pearl continues to be made. And layer after layer after layer after layer after layer after layer after layer, after layer are put upon it. So pearls are made up of many, many layers. But the other precious stones aren't made that way. They're just formed from the heart of the earth uh, generally volcanic reactions and the way that the stuff is cooled or the different gold has different veins but it's all produced by the earth and generally heat's involved and uh, different things like that but not the pearl the pearl you apply heat to that thing and that poor oyster's dead that pearl's not going to be made anymore it's an appetizer yeah that's right just cook it all up there's a story told of, of Cleopatra that she's out there and to impress the uh, uh, the Roman guy that she liked, she uh, plucked off of her ear a uh, very, very expensive pearl, dropped it into a glass of vinegar, which dissolved it, and she drank it. That's just showing off, as what that was. <laughs> I mean, that was a really expensive pearl. I, I, it's uh yeah, it was a whole lot of waste of money. But she's out to impress somebody, I guess so. When you have a pearl. And you harvest it, you stop its growth. It will not grow any more than that. It's a result of an injury. It grows slowly. It is the product of a living organism to the Jews. It wasn't counted as precious, but it is adorned by kings. So we compare these two stories: the treasure in the field and the and the uh, pearl. we can see a couple of different things. Jesus is telling two different stories here. And he's getting the point across. But in the first one, we have things that were counted as precious to the Jewish people. In the second one, we have things that were not counted as precious to the Jewish people. In the first one, we have things that were hidden in the earth, found commonly in the temple and the priest garments and in heaven. In the second one, we have things that are not found in the temple or the priestly garments, but are found in heaven. The second one is a product of a living organism. The first one is a product of the earth. Not anything alive. When you harvest the things that fill out the treasure box, you don't stop their growth. Their growth had already been stopped when they were formed. They don't continue to grow. When, when, when the uh, ruby area is formed, it becomes rubies. When it's done forming, you go in there and you harvest them out. But the oyster, it keeps getting more layers on and more layers on and more layers, layers on. There is no injury or, or uh, uh, there is no injury of the treasure. They're not born out of an injury, but boy, the, the other one is. And it seems to almost be comparison, comparing the Old Testament and the New Testament because again, to one in the Old Testament they were valuable. Second one, the old testament, not valuable. And if we compare them to the church and the nation of Israel, the nation of Israel doesn't count the church as valuable. And yet it will be adorned by kings. Hey king, the greatest of all kings. And again the merchant went out on a on a mission to find the greatest of all pearls. The greatest of all pearls. And he was going to buy the greatest of all pearls, not because it was hidden in its value. The value of the pearl would be known. And then he would purchase that he would sell all. uh, Did we finish reading that? Who when he found one pearl of great... One pearl. We're not looking for multiple pearls. We are looking for one pearl of great price went and sold all that he had and bought it. The price of the pearl is established. The value of the pearl is known. The treasure is hidden. The price paid is for the earth. The treasure comes along with it. You see the differences between these two? The Jewish folks don't, and to this day do not count the church as having any value. They're nothing to them. When Jesus used pearls, I mean, they knew they had some value and you, you know, if you, you wouldn't turn your nose up to it, but it wasn't something that they would necessarily seek after as much as it would be some of the other things. But Jesus sought after both, the treasure in the field and the pearl of great price. One is made upon the land. One is formed in the sea. One comes from each place of the earth. One was formed in the earth and was hidden in the earth. But the other one came out of the sea and he had to seek after him. Put in your outline here that the pearl comes from the ugly oyster. I mean, oysters are ugly, aren't they? They just I mean, I can't even remember the last time I tried an oyster. They just don't look good. I've eaten a lot of different types of shellfish and stuff like that, but I cannot remember the last time I had an oyster or if I even enjoyed it when I did have it. But they come from an ugly... You look at that oyster, you're saying, there's certainly nothing any good inside that thing. (laughs) It's just ugly. Rocks are prettier than than that. I mean, it's just... And it comes from the sea. A type of godless peoples, nations, and systems. The sea in the Word of God is a type of godless peoples, nations, and systems. Remember in the book of Revelation... One of the riders comes up out of the sea and one comes over the land. But here in his parable, one comes from the land and one comes from the sea. One comes from the land, the nation of Israel. One comes from the sea. The church is not made up primarily of Jewish people, is it? The church is made up of Gentile nations. In fact, the church age is actually a time when God says, I'm I'm turning my back on Israel. I'm leaving you guys because you guys turned your back on me. So I'm going away from you and I'm going to go after other people and provoke you to jealousy. (laughs) So the treasure is made up of folks different from the one that comes from the sea. We've got two different things, two different groups here. He's really showing the value, in my opinion anyway, he is showing the value of the treasure that comes from the Old Testament and the Jewish people. And the value of the pearl that comes from the new. One comes from the Gentiles, which the Jewish people saw of no value. <laughs> and one comes from the land. The land that God ordained. The land that God called them from. That they would come out from. But he paid a great price for both. He paid a price to buy the field so they could get the treasure. He paid a price to get the world, so that he could get the treasure. In that story, he went out and sold all that he, everything that he had. He went out and then he gave it so that he could get this pearl of great price. I'm thinking, buy several. You know Why, why buy the one really good? Go out there and get a couple of them. Maybe a little bit smaller, whatever it might be. But you know, why, why do we need bigger? I mean, you get uh, maybe a pearl just a little bit bigger. Yeah, but two smaller ones. I bet you they're they're, they're together. (laughs) More pearl than the other. Now, I don't know how that all works, but he's looking for one great pearl. One pearl of great price. He's not looking for 14. He's not looking for 10. He's not even looking for 7. Good old number that is. He's looking for one. And when he comes back, he's coming back for how many churches? Only one church. And he's presenting to God one church. One pearl of great price. He's pre- presenting to God. Now these parables are put into a neat little section here because we have just gone over all these parables of warning. And then we get into these. And, and there's a reason why we told you Jesus is a contextual teacher. He's not getting off the topic here. But how did, he, how did he go off on this one? Well, this one, there's un, there is no mistaking the fact that he is saying that the man values the treasure. The man values the treasure that is in the field. The man values the pearl. And sold all he had to get the pearl and went out there and, and did what he had to do to buy the land so that he could get that treasure. Did what he had to do for that one. But compare this over to the mustard seed because the mustard seed was not a very good picture, but we had this great, huge, big old... Mustard seed became a tree, big old tree, and we said that's a that's a parable of warning. That was showing you the the negative side. How do we know it wasn't showing the grand side? Because the man, there's nothing in there that says the man valued the tree, but the man valued the treasure, the man valued the pearl, and if we go through all those parables of warning, we may once we got the idea of what he was getting across here, we may begin to think. What hope is there? If the tree is going to become something that by nature it's not supposed to be, and the birds of the air make their nest in it, ah! Oh, if leaven comes in and leavens the whole loaf, I mean, what kind of a future do we have here? And so he's coming on in now, and he's showing. No, hold on a minute! Don't get discouraged. These kind of things are coming into the church, but I want to let you know something. There's a treasure. There's a treasure in the field. There's a treasure in this pearl of great price. And I would sell everything I have. I would give everything I've got to get this treasure. Now, we look around the church today, and I'll tell you what. I'm not on God's side on this. I mean, how about you? You're going to sell everything you have for this church? I'm talking to church overall in the whole, whole world here. Yeah, but you sell everything you have for this. I mean, you look around the church and you got this one fighting over this one and this one changing the got the, the scriptures around. And then uh, it's it just the stuff that we're getting into and the stuff that we're doing. And, and, you know, people in ministry doing stuff they shouldn't have done and getting involved in things and, and people bickering and complaining and fussing and griping and hurting people. I mean, it don't sound so good. This doesn't seem like a pearl of of great. Does it seem one to you? But he says, "Ah, I got a different viewpoint on this this whole thing. I I see this as different. Now, some of you folks don't like pearls. And if you went out to the jewelry store and you saw the case and saw the different things and there's a pearl, how much is that? Whoa. All right, you can keep that one. You don't see the value in that. But he went out specifically looking for a pearl because pearls are worn by kings. And this king is going to wear the best pearl that is out there. I'm going to go around and I'm going to find the best pearl. And he goes around, different merchants, different people have pearls. He looks around, well, they're all kind of average. Oh, that one looks pretty good. He goes around someplace else, all pretty average. Oh, that one looks even better. But pretty soon he comes upon one, and this is remarkably different than any pearl he had ever seen. From any merchant anywhere, this pearl was unique. And all all of a sudden he stops his search and he says, this is everything I have is going into that. Because I'm here on a mission. He's out to get a pearl for a king. Because that's what people did. That's what they sought after such great pearls for. Because kings wore the great pearls. But the pearl is small compared to the tree, isn't it? Compared to this huge mustard tree, the pearl's kind of small. No matter how big the pearl is, the pearl is going to be small compared to the tree. But he sees value. He doesn't speak so highly of the tree. He talks about the birds of the air making their nest in it, nature of the thing changing. He's not speaking of value of the tree. He's speaking the value to the treasure in the field, and the pearl of great price. God is looking at the quality that is coming out of the church. The quality of those believers in the Old Testament. And He is bringing them all together. And heaven is a place where we bring these all together. We take the treasures of the earth because really the treasures of the earth, God made them. He's just giving us extra stuff He had left over from what He had over there in heaven. When he was making heaven, He made that first. And He took some of that extra stuff and He put it down here. Just overflow. Let's use a little bit of it. He's got pearls. We're out there looking at us. us, Look at that pearl. He says, let me show you a pearl. (laughs) Those are the rejects down there. (laughs) Let me show you a pearl. That's a pearl. (laughs) One of my my favorite scenes in the movies, I think I said it before, (laughs) Crocodile Dundee. You know, he's over there in New York, and the, the guy pulls out a switchblade. That's not a knife. <laughs> 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 he pulls out a big knife. That's a knife. <laughs> Just calm, it's cool. It can be you know, God must be thinking, you think those pearls are something else? I got a pearl. Let me show you a few things. I got gates made out of these things. We carve them. <laughs> we don't carve our pearls. They're not that big. <laughs> but his pearls he can carve. Pearl is small. Oh, but so valuable to him? So he goes out, he takes the action, he sells all that he has. In other words, Jesus gave everything he had. He gave his entire life to buy us. His single act bought the world and I bought the pearl of great price. He sees so much value in us that this is, this, is, this is how He gives the parable. Telling them about the things that are to come. He's laying the foundation. This is what it's going to grow into. It's going to be a pearl of great price. He hasn't harvested this pearl yet. This pearl is still growing. When He harvests it, when He comes for it, it will cease to grow anymore. It will be done. Oh, but He's coming for the pearl. He's coming for us. He sees us as that valuable. We look around too often. We look at the people in the world. We look at this one. We look at their their shortcomings. And we look at how they're not working so well here. But God looks at us completely different. He looks at us as having great value and being part of a pearl of great price. Oh, we are something special. So much so that He says, I would get... I would give everything I have to buy you, just to win you over, just to be able to take you back and adorn you. Christ as King wants to adorn us. He says, "Is that special?" Oh, if we could only get the idea how 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 much He does this. But how, but most most time we think about ourselves. I'm nothing. I'm nobody. Or else we have other ones that have the view. I'm everything, and everybody else is nobody. <laughs> Neither views are real good to have. I got to have God's view. Uh, boy, I was nothing but a grain of sand, and God put me into this great thing. And boy, I tell you what, stuff is being put on, and we are being made into a pearl of great price. We are being made into something special. So you see that grain of sand that's rubbing you the wrong way next to you? No, you you. Understand, we're part of the pearl. We're all part of the pearl. We're all part of what's being made. Every one of us. Oh, we all have hang-ups. We all have problems. We have things that aren't so good about us and could be better. But oh, this is how God looks at us. The treasure, so valuable, He bought the whole field. A pearl that He looked all over for. I'm going to find that one pearl that jumps out at me and says... That's it. That's the great one. That is the best of them all. That's the one. That's how he sees us. It's about time we look at each other that way too. It's about time we start calling the church the pearl. It's about time we understand that we are an invaluable treasure to him, something he sought after, found, identified. That's the one. That's it. And one after getting just it. So we looked at it. The world was purchased not for its own sake, but for the treasure it contained. It's for the treasure it contained. The pearl was sought after. He looked all over. I'm going to find this pearl. So even though he gave these parables and talked about how dismal the church and things about it would become. I mean, tears are in the field. You know a couple of those terrors. I bet you this week you saw some. I said, that's a tear. Yes, sir, that's a tear right there. So even though we have terrors in the field, God says, it's a treasure. There's a treasure. We'll go out there and we'll take care of all that other stuff. You know, when you got that, just for a picture's sake, say you got that treasure chest and all that gold and rubies and and um, I don't know what kind of precious stones that you put in there. Um, Diamonds. Whatever else that you put in there. All those different things that you put in. I bet you at some point some dirt could get in there. Some stuff that wasn't so precious. Maybe some things crawled in. You know, they aren't as special as the the other stuff. Uh, Stuff like that can happen. But you know what? They can come out. The tears will come out but people who are professionals will harvest them. The angels will take care of that. It's not a, We don't have to harvest the tares. Angels are going to take care of that. We'll let them take care of the, the harvesting. We need to focus on the wheat. We need to focus on the nature that the church is supposed to be, not the nature that it became. Because God is coming back, sending His Son back for a glorious church. And you are part of the glorious church. And other brothers and sisters near you are also part of that glorious church. Don't put them down. Don't speak harshly of them. Other people that are on TV teaching, don't speak harshly of them. We're part of the, If they're if they're a tear, it's all right. Let the tear harvesters take care of them. But they're a piece of wheat. Mm. Don't you don't go out there and be, and be doing all that sort of stuff have the same view that he has understand the pearl of great price can you imagine having a pearl of such great price that you have to sell everything that you've got and this is a, a merchant this is this is not a poor person this is a merchant who went sailing sailing or I guess sailing back then throughout the world to try and find this great pearl that's an expensive venture it's not a cheap thing this, he's on a mission to find it. He didn't just go down to the Walmart. Where's your best pearl? He didn't do that. He went all around. He investigated all the best markets. All the big, big places. The big ports. All the places where these things we brought in. One from the sea. One from the land. Even though a lot of horrible things come out of the sea and a lot of bad things come out of the land. God says, there's some good stuff in there too. And I'm going to pull it out. And you're part of it. Oh, you are part of that special stuff. Out of the sea. And it's true that some awful stuff came out of the sea in the book of Revelation. But apparently, according to this parable, so did the pearl. So did the pearl. But we are part of that. Oh, I hope you see yourself as part of the pearl. hope you see yourself as something special. There are people out there who don't all believe that uh, one's in the Old Testament, one's in the New Testament. I think there's pretty good evidence that seems to depict that, but you can go any way you want. But this thing you do know is that in both parables, he went after something very special, very unique, and something that was worth everything that he had. And we are worth to him everything that he had. You wonder why? I know I do. Well, what is so special? Do you ever sit there and just watch people? I sometimes, I learned that from my grandfather. He'd just sit there and watch people. We would go up on the boardwalk in Ocean City, New Jersey. The best place to be in the entire world. I mean, there is no place, in my book, there is no place more fun in this world than Ocean City, New Jersey. I know other people have different views, and other different, but that's my favorite spot. I just get in there and love Ocean City what a fun place it is but he would sit up there on the boardwalk and just watch people and then he'd come back we would come back and get him he was in a wheelchair and we would come back and get him and he would tell us story after story after story after story of people he just would watch them you know what was one of the most amazing things he didn't have a single negative story to tell us they were all positive stories they were all funny stories they were all stories about people doing funny things. and He never one time that I could ever remember ever told us a story and put people down and said, Oh, that stupid person. I mean, I think I've told some stories like that and probably put some people down, <laughs> told some stupid people's stories. He never did. We would go down to the beach and he would sit on the porch. We got this one house all the time Pretty often we got this one house, and you could sit on the on the porch, and you could look out and see the street real easy, and hear everything that was going on. When we came home from the beach, he would tell us all kinds of stories that went on that day. None of them. He would laugh at people. He'd think they're funny, but he just you just had the best picture of humanity. Just listening to him and his stories of all the things that went on that day, all the things that went on up in the boardwalk. I think God looks at it. That way, dude, God looks at our stories and He just has some fun. He's out there talking with Gabriel and Michael and all the different ones and <laughs> just just enjoying the stories. Just like a mom would tell stories about her son out there doing something, just laughing. And just, oh, it was so precious and the things that He did. Because moms see that sort of stuff. They see preciousness where the rest of us, you know, dads, we just, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we're off on something else. There was some commercial we were watching the other day. My wife was looking at it and said, Oh, that's so precious. And we're thinking. <laughs> yeah, she says it was. I don't even remember what it was. She probably does. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was, but... Oh, she saw that and she thought it was so precious about this, this one. Because you can, you can do them. but God looks at us and the stuff that we look at and say, Oh, that's so dopey. Oh, that's so stupid. How in the world can you do... St-? And God's just looking at us and says, Man, these guys are so neat. <laughs> oh, how precious they are. How special they are. we got to adopt that attitude when we, when we think of each other. When we think of the church. Instead of such a negative, harsh attitude. And that's why we don't enjoy... The things in the church as much, what? not you folks, other people in other states and other countries, churches over there, overseas, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. not here, not, a, not us in, in this place, but oh, but oh, we've we got to go over, we've got to rehearse with each other. Oh, how, how special it is. Oh, when so-and-so got up and gave that testimony, instead of going around and saying, "Well, why in the world did they think that was so good?" We can go off and Oh, did you see how that thing just touched that? Oh, how, how much they just enjoyed how God ministered to them on that? Yeah, we can just start talking about people like that. Oh, look at how that one over there. Oh, was over there. Got some things from God. Oh, how precious they saw that from God. They're just like little special treats. They just really enjoy. Just speak kindly of people. Speak positively of folks. Just view them, different. View them like God. View them like pearls. View them like treasures instead of dirt and oysters. We've got to get out of the oyster mode and get into the pearl mode. Be looking for the pearl. How special, how precious we all are to Him. And Understand, if we have a less than like a pearl view of other people in the body of Christ, We are calling those things that God calls part of His pearl. His garbage. Oysters. Such things like that. Let's not do that. Everyone is special. Everyone is precious. Father, we thank You for the preciousness of the church, the preciousness of the saints of the Old Testament, how You bring them all together to form something so wonderful. You tell the story that a merchant man would give and sell all that he had to be able to get that pearl, that precious thing. Father, we thank you that you look on us this way. It's hard for us to look on ourselves this way, but just to think that you look on us in this way. How many people want to go out and talk about how insignificant the earth is? How insignificant our solar system is compared to all the other things out there? But you have a different view because you bought this entire earth because in it there was a treasure. You saw it all over to find that special pearl. You see this as something great. Father, we thank you for it. We thank you we're part of the pearl. We're part of that that you count as special. Help us, Father, to have that same view towards others. Special. Preciousness. That they are, that we can begin to see some of the things that may not be so perfect about them, just adding to how special they are. Father, we thank you for the help that you give us to change our viewpoint of all those that are around us, to see pearl, not oyster. in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.